Hi, thank you for joining me on Holy Spirit Feed. This is Jen Johnson. I can't wait to share what Holy Spirit has been revealing. I'm praying that your spiritual senses will be open to receiving what Holy Spirit has for you. Hey everyone, thanks for coming back for part two of In It, Not Of It. I'm going to go ahead and read John 17. I'm not going to read the entire passage that we read last time. I'm just going to pick up in verse 13 and read through 19. And this is Jesus speaking. He's praying to the Father. And he says, But now that I am coming to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have joy fulfilled in themselves, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they may also be sanctified in truth. Okay, there it is, Jesus repeating multiple times, they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. All right, we're going to pick back up right where we left off last time, and we're just going to continue talking through this whole idea, this concept that we are here in the world, but not of it. We're here to bring what is of our world, the kingdom, to the earth. Let's pick up in Isaiah 60, verses 2 through 3. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness the people, but the Lord will arise over you and his glory will be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. All right, you guys, our light has come. We have to be able to decipher the difference between the darkness and the light. We are carrying the light in order to expose the darkness. We have to be able to decipher darkness in order to have an impact, to shine. It's not always obvious when the devil has his hands in something. After all, he comes disguised as an angel of light. It says that in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. It says, and no wonder, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So we can't be ignorant. We have to be as shrewd as vipers. Matthew 10, 16, this is the amplified version. Listen carefully. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves. So be wise as serpents and innocent as doves, having no self-serving agenda. You know, sometimes Jesus comes as a lamb and sometimes a lion. So think about this. The enemy is a master of disguise, right? So have you ever known someone who, like, you know, they're not following the Lord? Okay, like, you know it. But yet, it seems like things are always going their way, right? They have a great job, plenty of money, whatever. They seem blessed. But, you know, did you ever think that maybe they seem that way, but that is a counterfeit blessing? The enemy always tries to take what God has done and what he is doing that's good, and he tries to counterfeit it, to draw us in. Okay, so think about this. The enemy helps people and agendas 
who are on his side. He sends the demonic to strengthen his plans, just like God sends angels to minister to us believers. And I guess I make the assumption that because you're listening to this, that you are a believer. But if you're not, now's your chance. Jesus died on the cross for you to be free from sin and to have a relationship with him. So take advantage of that today. Call upon the name of the Lord. Don't wait one more minute. Become a disciple of Christ. Receive Holy Spirit. All right, so let's get back to what we're talking about. The enemy sends the demonic to strengthen his plans, just like God sends angels to minister to us. It says in Hebrews, Are not all angels ministering spirits sent out by God to serve, to accompany, to protect those who will inherit salvation? In the last episode, In It or Of It, Part 1, if you haven't caught that yet, you can go ahead and pause this, listen to that, then come back to this later on. But I had talked about a program for the students in our local area, and I talked about how it looked good in the beginning, but there was something else behind it, something that wasn't right. And it seemed good upon first sight, but then it was revealed that there was something else motivating it that was not good. But you know what? Maybe some good things happened in that, but it was just good. And how many know the enemy of best is good? And as believers, we really, we're always going after best. We're going after kingdom results. Acts 2, verses 43 through 45. This is after Pentecost. Holy Spirit comes, and then we pick up in verse 43. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all, as any had need. Okay, so, you know, we're really not here to acquire tons of possessions and earthly things. I recently talked about hoarders in a message or a podcast. I can't remember which, but I talked about how it's so hard to tell what's of value when you have so much clutter, when you have too much. We've all got a little bit of oil, like the widow in the Bible with Elisha, but we sometimes have so much we don't value that little bit of something that God wants to increase in our lives for his glory. In Luke 18, verses 22 and 23, they call this dude the rich young ruler, so you may recognize that. And he's asking Jesus how to inherit eternal life. In verse 22, it says, On hearing this, Jesus told him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you own and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. But when the ruler heard this, he became very sad because he was extremely wealthy. All right, I want you to think about this for a moment. He was sad. He would not have been sad if he hadn't already decided that he wasn't willing to do that. What are you willing to give up? Are there things that would seem almost impossible, like with this rich young ruler? You know, Scripture talks about how we are to store up treasures in heaven. 
And you know, generosity is super important in the kingdom. But here's the deal. It needs to be directed where God says. Let's say, just for instance, you're a drug company and wound up with like a surplus of Norco for some reason. Should you be generous and hand it out to people with drug addictions? (laughs) No, no way. Probably not. Right? But we do give according to how God directs. Matthew 6, 19 through 21. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We store up in heaven because we're in this world, but we're not of it. We are of the kingdom of God, and we use our resources to create heavenly treasures. That's where we're going to have the most bang for our buck. Come on, we all love to get a good like two-for-one deal, right? God is ready and willing to dole out two-for-ones every day of the week when we pay attention to him and where he says to put our time, our money, our assets. That's when we give one person 20 bucks and it doubles. When the waitress that God says to bless with a $50 tip, and we do that, and then she takes it and gives towards a homeless ministry. And then the homeless ministry blesses someone with the ability to rent an apartment. And then they do something else good, and it just keeps going. You're in the world, but not of it. This is a message of conviction, not condemnation. This is a message of who you are. And you know what? I'm happy to share my mistakes and movie choices or, you know, involving myself in events that are not necessarily inspired by God, but maybe of the enemy, if that helps others recognize that we need to stop and think, I'm not of this world, I'm of the kingdom, and just take a second thought about our choices. You know, if you've been a little bit too much of it recently, change your mind. Right now, let this word speak to your spirit and your soul and just pull back from whatever that thing is in your life that has gotten bigger than you meant it to. Maybe a habit, sometimes travel, your language, entertainment choices, gossip, you know, whatever it is. Maybe Holy Spirit is speaking right now to you about something in your life that needs to go that's more worldly and more of it than he would like. You know, even good things sometimes need to go because they're not best things. Today's a great day to get out of the worldly stuff and recognize you're of the kingdom of God. You're of God's ways. Things of the spirit don't set your mind on things of the flesh, but the things of the spirit. We want best. Good is just good. We want best and God's best is just being in it, but not of it. You know, have you ever done something, gone somewhere, you're like, man, I wish I would not have done that. I regret it. I'm sure that we've all been there. That's where discerning of spirits can really come in handy. Or I wish I would have done that thing. I wish I would have gone to that event. Like God was urging you to go, but you missed it. Hey, let's not miss it. We are in the world so that we can bring the things of our world, the one that we are actually of so that we can bring those kingdom things here. 
So what does this mean for us practically praying and then paying attention when God reveals, hey, this is not backed up by my spirit. This is a demonically inspired movie or a group or an activity. It may be an okay activity usually, but not in this instance. You know, it's usually okay to go to that friend's house, but not today. We need to be that sensitive to the Lord. Um, Just as an example, I remember before my husband and I were married, we were getting ready to go somewhere. We stopped at a friend of his house on the way to pick something up. And I had been there multiple times and it was fine. But that night we got there and we didn't know what was happening. There was a bunch of people there and it just felt nasty and like deeply demonic the moment we crossed the threshold of the door. And come to find out, he was actually having a bachelor party and there was an entertainer there, so to speak. Let's just say an entertainer. Um, And there was just wrong stuff happening. And like I got out of there fast and I really, I should have been listening to the spirit before I even walked in the door, but I wasn't. And you know, there are different levels of the demonic just because it might not be as you know that bad you might think well a spirit of death is like far worse than a spirit of selfishness or foul language no you know what they're all bad some people say well everybody's got their own vice you know as if sin and somehow is okay and every person gets a free pass to live in a continuous sin pattern as long as it's just one no you guys <laughs> That is not okay. There should not even be an appearance of sin for us. 1 Thessalonians 5.22 Abstain from all appearance of evil. All right, and this is not, just to clarify, this is not saying it shouldn't look a certain way or it shouldn't appear as if you're doing something wrong, but you really are. It just shouldn't look that way. That's not, that's not what we're saying at all. It's saying it shouldn't even be there. Evil should never make an appearance. We shouldn't tolerate that. It shouldn't be present. So don't let it appear. Listen to God. Flow in the gift of discerning of spirits and respond. When he says, no, don't go. And then when he says, yes, this thing is backed by my Holy Spirit, by a spirit of freedom, love, kindness, then go. Do it because that will be his best. And I just have a, I just need to say, I feel like someone's listening and you're doubting that you can even hear from the Holy Spirit. You can. You wouldn't be listening to this if you couldn't. And he wants you to know you can hear from him and you can access him anytime and to trust that he is speaking to you. All right. So find out what God is on. Find out what he's doing and participate. Partner with those options. I just want to leave you with an example of a good thing that I felt like the Lord is on. Uh, there's this man in our town near us, and he rides around on a bicycle with a cart connected to it, and he collects cans. I'm not sure exactly what the situation is, but that's kind of how he makes extra money and things. And so he always leaves his cart outside of the local grocery stores. And every time I see it, I just, we have these things called Jesus bags that our church does. And we put together little bags with like socks and snacks and toiletries and things like that. And so every time I see his cart, I always sneak a Jesus bag in there and I just leave it there for him to find when he gets back out. 
you know, and does, does he need five Jesus bags in a, like a two month period? Probably not, (laughs) but I know that God is on that. I know that he appreciates them and that somehow God is using them to bless him in ways that we may never know. We aren't here on the earth to just be okay, to be average. We are sanctified. We are set apart for God's best because we're in it, but not of it. 